Almost. 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 Major. 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 Holy fucking shit, this is major! Welcome to another episode of Almost Major, where we talk about the many major studios and the films they released. And today we are talking about the document documentary, uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye from 2000. I am Kevin Tudor. I'm here with Charlie Nash. Hello. And Bryden Doyle. Hello. And we have a super special returning guest. It is Clay Will- Jack Draper. How are you? <laughs> the, you couldn't get him again. And <laughs> this is the best... He's do. a busy man. He's watching nine basketball games all at once right <laughs> yep. now. Yep. There's two monitors, the National Basketball Association, and the other one is just Tulsa King. That's it. Um anything mm-hmm. that's He's like he's he's like that guy in uh in a grandma's boy where he has that lay down chair with the big monitor. Exactly. It's just him <laughs> with exactly. NBA Live. A third a third is in consideration. Um, it's so like funny. the bit in, in the first season of New Girl where Winston returns from Latvia and he's catching up on all pop culture. So he's like watching Human Centipede on one laptop and King's Speech on another laptop. <laughs> That's right. I was trying to remember what the other one was. With yeah, I remember King's Speech is like such a notable like. But... And then he just turns to the camera. He's like, "Why is King's Speech rated R, but Human Centipede is also rated R?" I don't oh get that. Um, I'm just imagining that that syncs up with the the mad scientist talking about how he's going to construct the human centipede, and then the little kid in King's Speech going to Colin Firth being like, what's he talking about? I don't know, but he's saying it very well. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, it's just it's just like the dark side of the rainbow. You can you can link up human centipede and speech. <laughs> it's like the shining forwards yeah. and backwards. <laughs> they did come out like the same year, right? Like maybe one year yeah. apart, right? But it's like, like it's like the lamest sync up ever. Like this is adding nothing to either films. <laughs> human centipede is twenty ten. Wow, yeah. good memory, Charlie. Good yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, oh God, there's so much in my brain that that could be used for good and instead i have that factual knowledge but anyway right. same except mine is i uh spent three hours watching human centipede and the human centipede yeah. too but uh yeah uh <laughs> uh i was a tammy Faye, 2000 this premiered at sundance january 2000 open limited on two theaters on july 21st 2000 and maxed out at 51 theaters uh, the budget, I have no idea. Opening weekend, it did $14,000 and a domestic and overall gross of $1 million. Top five films this weekend is just a murderer's row. Uh, what Lies Beneath, X-Men, <laughs> Pokemon 2000, Scary Movie, and The Perfect Storm. Interesting. Huh. Oh, that's very wow. strange. God bless 2000. Oh, no. the f- what Lies Beneath, that movie would never be number one at the box office. No. no. It's good it's though. Great. Oh, it's it's a lot of fun, especially Michelle Pfeiffer. That would be a Hulu original. Yeah. That would be a Searchlight movie. It was you know? considered a surprise hit of, even at the time. I think. Do you think Pokemon Two Thousand was like not as successful as the first one because it like like the amount of parents that were just refusing to take their kids after the first one? <laughs> It'll be on VHS I... in nine months because it's two thousand. Okay, you I, can wait till I... then. I asked my parents separately both times what was the worst movie you took us to as a kid and they both 
on separate occasions were not around the other person said Pokemon the first movie and I went why <laughs> and they were like because we had no idea what was going on and you did and it frightened <laughs> us <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think I even saw Pokemon 2000 um, it's not but... even as a kid I didn't like it that much and I saw well, even the first movie you watch the first movie it, it's not good either <laughs> it's like it's not even like oh it's like an episode but expanded it's like none of this makes any sense and I know what it's supposed to be going on like have we you know, have we talked about the team rocket bit in the first movie where yes, after they yes. missed the boat yeah okay never mind then <laughs> um, okay. scary movie still has plenty of stuff that makes me laugh um, just we uh, had a boot <laughs> that's the no. one joke i like in that movie i think yeah. oh no there's a there's a few even the ones where i should not be laughing but definitely uh where doobie said something and then what's her name it's just like oh yeah well mom said stop putting your dick in the vacuum cleaner <laughs> <laughs> and then they're and then it comes back like 20 minutes later they're making a commotion in the room and then dewey comes out of his room and he screams that out and if when he walks to another room he goes i told you not to disturb me while i'm cleaning my room <laughs> The one thing that I always think of of any scary movie movie is uh, is when they spoof signs in the third one, and the aliens turn out to be peaceful, but they go, you should see how we pee, and then they just urinate out of their index finger when they point, and Leslie Nielsen just goes, oh, we are alike in some ways, and does the exact same thing. <laughs> I remember so I saw Scary Movie 3 like a week after it seemed like everybody did, and people like what was that probably like fourth or fifth grade and somebody told us that and it was just like i, I it's like humor just got invented <laughs> it was just a thing on the playground just being like yo he's all scary movie tell him about the pee and finger go ahead <laughs> i had a friend who was not allowed to see scary movie three because the first two were rated r but then was like but uh, my mom said we could go see kill bill and i was like i mean i wish but uh <laughs> oh yeah that, that that's not happening right now <laughs> Scary Movie 3, Kill Bill. Scary Movie 3, Kill Bill. Oh, God. <laughs> Which to watch? Um, number one song in the U.S. is... Oh, wait, I forgot. The poster for The Perfect Storm, for some reason, has scared me since I was a kid, and it still scares me. I don't know why. I have never seen that movie, but that is an, a, a very intense image. Look at that boat! Yeah, it's like the Look boat at all that water. Seen, like the storm. That water's open. The titular yeah. storm. Mm -hmm. well, I'd you, like to see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you've been on a boat on a lake, Wolfgang it is good. gets intimidating when you go through, like, yeah. huh? No, was, I, Wolf Wolfgang, Wolfgang Peterson. Peterson. Oh, shit. Yeah, the yeah late, I forgot that was Wolfgang, Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even even being on a boat in, like, a lake when there's a lot of chop and there's, like, a bunch of boats out there, it can be, like, really intimidating. So, yeah. like, mm -hmm. just looking at that poster, it's like, yeah. To, that, to no that, one's surprise, one of my dad's favorite films. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, also... Charlie, you talking about shop makes me think of the bit in Wolf of Fall Street when they're talking about like going uh yes. going to Monaco and it's like they're saying, Oh chop will be fine, right? And then like uh Jody Hall's wife says, like, you don't know shit about shop. He's like, I'll chop your fucking credit card. How do you like that? <laughs> that jump cut yeah. too, to like them in the middle of that apocalyptic storm. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? The jet skis just went overboard. Come here! I will not die yeah, will sober. Not die. <laughs> incredible uh perfect transition to the number one song in the u.s this week is bent by matchbox 20 yeah oh, <laughs> matchbox 20 which probably has a song in the perfect storm um number one song in canada this week is it's going to be me by nsync i think uh, canada wins uh plot description from google for eyes of tammy faye 12 years after the scandalous collapse of the multi-million dollar christian empire built by jim and jim and tammy faye baker 
first of all, Baker is spelled with two Ks. Yes. Just yeah. I don't like it. I, I thought the like same it. thing. Yeah. It was like, like isn't it. that Backer? <laughs> Timmy Faye Backer. It's like saying it with a Boston accent. You know? <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> Timmy Faye Backer. Yeah. 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 T- Tammy, yeah. Tammy and Jim are based in Maine. <laughs> No, the other thing that I just thought of that's terrible is Jim and Jim and Tammy Bearbacker. Oh we're gonna go see Eyes of Tammy Faye Backer, and then after that we're going to a retrospective screening of the Brothers McMillan. Yeah, uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye tells the fascinating inside story of the rise, fall, and resurrection of the quote Queen of the Eyelashes. Okay, one of the most adored and reviled women of her time, the film follows her amazing tale from her love at first sight encounter with Jim to the glory days of PTL to the scandal that brought down both their empire and their family tumbling down. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I say I, that that was great? If we can do it again, but in Tebby Faye's voice. Okay, go. Um, no. Do it in the puppet voice. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying, dude. <laughs> the shit hits the fan. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be as careless as possible when doing it. Yeah. Welcome to Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, I don't know why this has turned into a Boston movie. Uh, directed by Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbado. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, they directed Party Monster the Shockumentary in 1998. After this, they turned that doc into a narrative feature. I put down here nature feature, but that's funny. In 2003, uh, Party Monsters, what that's called. Uh, thoughts on Party Monsters? Charlie and Jack. Jack, you saw it today. Uh, I rewatched it yesterday. I still kind of like it, even though it is just like this movie. It's not like they very much upgraded their uh, directing skills or no. skills because that movie should not be an hour and 40 minutes. They, in and fact, also... use the same exact directing skills to no upgrade of quality. It is... They do. <laughs> it's like... What's the opposite of lightning in a bottle? Because like that is usually a compliment... But when I think of this, it's almost like what doesn't go right within filmmaking, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like what what are your leads with charisma? I mean, you know, your leads have chemistry, but they don't have like presence to carry the movie as leads. And, you know, the movie tries to be funny, but it doesn't have like a bunch of jokes throughout to sustain it as a comedy. Like we mentioned before we started the pod, it has one party. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's all they could afford. It's just, it's interesting. Where they stand there. Yes. And they stand right. there and they, and then, then they, they, wa- they walk the... through a corridor and the there's party like three people question, on either side. The party in question does not have electricity. It just sort of like happens and then you move on. Like, I don't, yeah. I didn't know what and to do. And then they, and then they have to go meet, well, no, they don't have to go meet Dermot Maroney. They have to meet his wife. And then she's like, we're kicking you out and you have to go to rehab and you can't walk around mm-hmm. here naked. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, then, also, they uh, have the John Kirshner for one talk scene. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's who it was, Mia yeah, Kirshner. Yeah, yeah. She's in like three, but I mean, she does nothing. Um. <laughs> Mia Kirshner just shows up to be like, "You suck," and now I'm leaving the movie. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, party monster, check it out. I guess. Um, inside. You don't have to. Yeah. Okay. It's on Tubi. Yeah. Hell yeah! Well, I mean, it then, is. It is. I, it is, I will <laughs> say. Brian's like, the... okay, guys, hang on. I will say I was drawn to it because a bunch of people when I was a teenager were like, yeah, we do drugs and watch that movie all the time. And I was like, I watched it stone cold sober and 
was drawn to the queer elements despite not fully even acknowledging that I was queer yet. But yeah, there's that movie not looks... many queer elements. Yeah, I was just gonna there's, say there's <laughs> not there's not, and the movie looks like ass, and uh, it's just. And it's... as you mentioned before I... we started this pod, you were like Seth Green just Google's. You know, gay voice and then just sort of like runs with that like it's not yeah you know a, Kevin a, said a, that. a yeah. layered oh sorry yeah but it's just like a, oh yeah no worries yeah, no yeah. it's not it's not a very complex uh look into it's a it. fascinating story that feels oh, very yeah. surface level which is you know like yeah. what I mean, the, the ensemble cast of that is insane though i mean you I keep forgetting that certain people are in that movie and it's natasha like, leone is in one scene and she has like so much stuff in her hair and, and on her it, it, they did so much for just for her there's uh what's my man from my so-called life plays angel wilson cruz uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's him uh yeah there's just a ton of people uh check it out anyways um inside deep throat in 2005 uh and carrie fisher wishful drinking in 2010 uh trivia i have two uh rupaul who narrates the doc has said that tammy faye changed his life by showing him the importance of focusing on the good in humanity sure tammy faye would go on to be an influence and a source of inspiration throughout rupaul's hit show rupaul's drag race which bailey and barbados company world of wonder produced that show uh as a figure in the gay culture she influenced she influenced and challenged the themes and is referred throughout the show including impersonations uh barbado said in an interview with indywire that they worked on the dock for about two years and that it took a long time to persuade tammy to be involved in the dock and i'm sure to persuade her we were like we're not going to tell you not tell them anything bad you said we're going to make you look amazing <laughs> by persuading yeah. it actually means we're going to cleanse you of any wrongdoing so i'm sure <laughs> Yeah, I, I took a documentary film class in college, and the first thing that we learned was documentaries present themselves as truth. That is not true. But like every film, documentaries are biased, and mm -hmm. they come from a very biased point of view. And in this case, it is very, very biased to make her as sympathetic as possible without even getting into the nitty-gritty of anything that she was involved in, apart from how sad her downfall was. Yeah. But we don't understand what the details of that downfall were other than surface level points. And if there's... Just... Go ahead. Oh, oh sorry. Please. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's like if there's any purpose to being a great documentarian, it's like riding the line between bias and objectivity. And I guess they do not. But, I mean, th that's what separates great dogs from ordinary ones to me is like you are trying to present a complete picture without... Pre pressing the scale too much but i don't know just yeah kinda. even as someone who wasn't super familiar with the like the whole baker enterprise i was like watching it and thinking like what are you like expecting me to take away from this like when they interviewed the one guy it's just like why would you take 150 million dollars <laughs> and keep three for himself i'm like that's still stealing uh i don't know what you're trying to tell me here it's like right. um, yeah right yeah yeah. Well, um, I mean, no, it is funny because a lot of the talk, talking heads are like, well, if you look at the facts and evidence presented in the case, it's like they broke the law. Like, this is not anything to be yeah. argued. Also, like, please present us with the facts and evidence because I do not know. Yeah, I right. mean, the one, one point in this movie, because it's hard to get into, like, what the plot of this thing is. But at one point it was like, if there's anyone that she reminds me of, it's Hillary Clinton because they're also involved with men yeah. who treated them badly and that's and, and and it's like okay that's an interesting 
potential thesis. I don't buy it, but are you going to go any further? No. No. Nope. <laughs> we <laughs> got like, the standee two... of Hillary Clinton. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this movie was made in 2000, but th those are two very different people, and yeah. you're just going to do an offhand comment like that and then just be like, okay, yeah, that point, sure, but why else would you bring that up unless you want to open another can of worms? But like most of thing, most of the events presented in this documentary, it was like, well, this happened, but enough of that. This thing yeah. also happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it'll it, be it, like, like it'll sh <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Jack. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, if it's anything, I do, you know, you don't want to judge anything that you wish the movie was, but it's like, I, you just, you hoped that someone made this doc years away from the actual events and not um it in 2000 where it feels like the events were so fresh you say this and then there was a narrative uh film of, yeah. of uh, this but i don't know well there also is a second documentary which i'm sure the movie probably pulls from which actually mm -hmm. like has a real because this just makes it seem like her downfall was like, yo, I talked to the guy that made cops and he doesn't want to make my show, so I guess my life is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's interesting that you bring up, like, you know, how close you are to, like, the, time-wise, to, like, the events happening, like, I guess, to, like, you know, have, like, kind of a, you know, really cut deep and everything. But, like, I mean, we're talking about Shattered Glass, like, and next week and everything. And that movie was, like, you know, that, that film, like, took, takes place in 1998 and everything. That's when the events mm -hmm. happened and everything. And then the movie comes out in 2003. Yeah. You know, whereas, like, you know, this whole Tammy Faye uh, or the whole Baker Enterprise thing, that's, like, in, what, the, like, the late 80s or whatever? Like, that's kind of, like, where yeah. the bulk of the stuff is happening. So there's, like, a decade plus of time. And then you have, like, and then this is probably worth mentioning, you know, Jack, you, you're one of the people, I think you're the only person in this call who has seen, uh, the Ice Tammy Faye, the Microsoft Walter directed, uh, fictionalized or reenacted re retelling of like the whole, mm. that's how uh, he's introduced to parties. And be like, here's Jack Draper. He's seen the eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2021. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I don't think I had a big Oscar party last year. And when Jessica Chastain won, we were like, has anybody seen this movie? And, and then that's when I walked into your party and I was like, I have everybody. Hi. Yeah. You don't know. And me. then you burst through the wall. Like, yeah, I, seen, man. I, like I saw it like uh, how many days, uh, six days ago. And I can, I've seen it. Is it any good? I, and then not we really. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's Hi, not Jack. terrible. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then you were like, well, I got to be on my way now. And we're like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Jack died like on the way to his. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jack, you look like you have something to say. Do you? Yes, I certainly do. <laughs> I'm now a Southern uh, gentleman. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, yeah. it is interesting, too, because like the, the most interesting documentaries are ones that are like, to me sometimes this is a much different type of documentary but if any of you seen my kid could paint that which is the one about the kid who could who was like four years paint old that. making finger paintings and uh -huh. they were selling to like people like oprah for like millions of dollars and it was just like well this kid is just finger painting and then like so they started making a documentary about her and then they realized like in the midst of making that documentary that her dad was a wannabe artist and is possibly like you know, influencing the kids or making these finger paintings themselves. Mm -hmm. And then the documentarian has to be like, I bonded with this family and their child. And now I don't want to have to call them liars. And yep, that one. Yep. 
it's a really fascinating documentary because like then they have to shift loyalties and empathies to be like i don't what do i do with my movie now i don't know what to do 82 like, it, minutes I can't call the, okay yeah it's great and, yeah. and to be fair it's Beautiful. apples and oranges in terms of comparing documentaries but i think that it's interesting when documentaries get reflexive like that and draw the filmmaker back into something like that this is not even aiming to do something like that but it is very much a one-track mind of she had it real hard mm. and look maybe she did but yeah. like it, it, it doesn't give me any ter- sort of interiority into no. exactly what like why she's christian why puppets? Why anything? Like it, it, it's oh, just you, like, she went to the just grave she about is. why puppets. You're not getting that answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. We'll, we'll talk about like documentaries we like, but it's the thing with documentaries. I very, very, very rarely watch a documentary. I was like, that was bad. At the worst, it'll be fine mm-hmm. because they are so formulaic, and that's why I like it. I want to learn and be somewhat entertained. I don't care. Like it is very hard if like it's a known enough documentary like if it's an if it has money behind it it's all going to look and feel and play the same exact way so it's very rarely just outright bad mm-hmm. um so yeah it's really really weird when a documentary is just straight up bad and especially one that was put out by a studio and not like one you saw on like fucking youtubers make better documentaries than that. <laughs> that's the interesting thing is like lionsgate puts this out although like i feel like did, was it like lionsgate home entertainment that like we saw like the in the opening like logo or on like whatever yeah we well because it was ripped from the dvd i think right okay yeah. but then but it also says like um at the end of the credits like for cinemax producer john hoffman or whatever it's yes like, is this also shown on cinemax or something like it feels like something you'd see on tv yeah they, they said it in feels the like wire yeah mm-hmm Oh, it feels it's an e true Hollywood story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they said in that IndieWire interview that something they were working on, like, also, this is a really weird IndieWire interview where it's straight from 2000 and they just talk really weird. And they were just like, oh, and we're also working on this documentary. And they were just like, oh, that sounds like it's an HBO one. They were like, no, it's going to Cinemax. And they were, and then they asked for Eyes of Tammy Faye. And they were like, well, that one's going to HBO. And they were like, no, it's made for Cinemax. <laughs> and and then the interviewer goes, that's really weird. It doesn't seem like something to be on HBO. What are your inspirations? And I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it was like made for Cinemax, but like Lionsgate had the theatrical, but barely seems okay. like yeah 51 theaters what an opening <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to think of anything because there's not much trivia if we should just get into initial thoughts um let's see yeah let's let's just talk about quick like favorite documentaries or ones that you've seen recently Ooh. um favorite documentaries that's recently the adrian shelley documentary like ruined me that is an incredible documentary um there's one called um i forget what it's called it's like who found johnny or something like that but it's about the kid who's the very first kid that was on like a missing milk carton who took johnny is what it's called it was like the first kid that was ever put on a uh, milk carton for a missing kid Mm. and that thing is scary as shit <laughs> um what else yeah i think that was just a random to be watch i don't even think it was an hbo uh but that was that was really nuts uh in the heart of gold recently that was really that was that was pretty aw- not awesome but that was great uh yeah 
any other favorite documentaries as of recently? Um, I got a resolution this year to watch a bunch of documentaries yeah. uh, this year. So I watched um, Cusp, which is about a group of teenager teenage girls living in like a, a military town in like Texas and kind of like the, mm-hmm. the traumas that they deal with. And like it really, really captures like kind of like a hazy sort of often drug fueled vibe of like them like trying to with like just sort of like while away the days while also like dealing with some like the fucked up shit that's happened in their lives um it's it's really like an empathetic movie but and, like and it is also kind of hard to watch because like you can sort of see them like there's one girl who's like she's like 15 and her boyfriend like is like much older and it's like you almost like kind of get the sense that like mm-hmm. you're watching something really bad happen like right behind your b- before your eyes but um yeah uh that's really good i also liked adrian the and that's like and that's interesting we were talking about documentaries where you the filmmaker inserts themselves into the the whole thing and that is very much a case of that because it's adrian shelley's husband who is who is in there uh directing it um I really like uh, Seven Plus Seven. That that's like the the up series that Michael Atted uh, helped direct. Yeah. Um, I, I watched um the the short film that they made for for that, and uh, that's really sweet. Uh, th- yeah, no, it's really interesting. Like kind of like a how like you get like a commentary on like sort of like a on class and race uh, differences in, mm-hmm. in England in that time period. I want to see the up like, series. That's so yeah. Cool. I, I've yeah. only seen the first two Same. movies, uh, but like yeah. I really am curious to see where they take that where that whole series went uh as, as the years went on mm. um yeah those are just a few that we liked that, that i liked uh that yeah, seen so yeah. Far. charlie what about you recent docs or docs that you've seen that you really like even recently i mean we did talk about mr death which uh did that Hell get yeah. mentioned did that uh, get no mentioned? no i i, I it was in the back of my mind though yeah oh <laughs> uh, okay i mean like that is a movie where errol morris just lets the subject talk and kind of bury mm. their own grave much different like in typical errol just... morris fashion like it just sort of yeah like that's that yeah exactly like um and it's it's the exact opposite of this movie where it's kind of like okay i'm like i i this guy gives me the creeps and i don't like anything he's saying but i'm fascinated because it's like somebody has to do that job whereas here it's like she's a huge televangelical christian and it's just kind of like okay but why um but in terms of the documentaries that we liked um recently um i mean uh, in terms of recently all the beauty and the bloodshed uh is incredible uh and also one of the best examples of recent documentaries to be used as a political like call to action Mm -hmm. i think that that movie makes you infuriated in all the right ways while also painting intimate portraits of its subjects and um, while also being exactly. very so well made like it, it doesn't yes. have to be like a, a message movie just for the surface levelness of it it just it's so well told yes. as well as being something that is um an ongoing issue yeah it's it's like the complete package yeah absolutely and that's a film that doesn't even tell its story in chronological order because mm-hmm. you get nan golden's backstory interspliced with the ongoing you know uh legal uh process of you know that, that that they're in the midst of i mean uh capturing the freedmans is another one where the more evidence you see the less you know uh i i mean i think we can walk away with that one knowing probably what happened but at the same time it's like that's the type of thing that examines a really traumatic horrible thing going on in a family and how that can like tear a family apart i haven't seen it in a few years but that that's one that comes to mind i'm trying to think of the documentaries that i've watched most recently as like 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 uh vinarovich um which it's funny he's also in all the beauty and the bloodshed but that's another one that i've been drawn to films that 
or documentaries that are angry because I feel like we're especially in a time where the world does feel like it's on fire for most of us and uh, I I like films that are that are driven by kind of an internal rage that makes us um, want to see change and sometimes you know film is a political you know art form that can be very much used especially in nonfiction to you know provide some uh, some some form of immediacy that ne- something needs to happen something needs to stop this and and while the eyes of Tammy Faye that's not even the subject of it's not even trying to provide in some ways it's trying to provide a like we need to stop treating women this way especially like Christian women it's it's so singular and so narrowly focused in a way that doesn't really provide any big perspectives on anything just this one individual person and that's fine I like movies about individual people too documentaries about individual people um the imposter is one that I can think of that's very much about a singular person and how their actions impact people but that's also a very different one I I just I I uh it's complicated why I had so many issues with this movie and also I don't want to I feel like every example I brought up is kind of almost not fair because documentary like every genre can be a variety of things but what this film does as we've mentioned is it does feel like a made for tv special in a way that is just limiting and the and and um that's not why I go to see documentaries I I want to be educated I want insight into something I don't know very much about and this is not this is not that I know that kind of gets into my opening thoughts but uh yeah that, that whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean the thing that, ma- that makes this uh movie not good is it, it lacks perspective lacks information lacks good filmmaking <laughs> kind of just like all the things you want in a documentary like it's just i feel like it, it, it like you know and like kevin you were talking about like you know documentaries that gets kind of hard to fuck up as a genre i don't necessarily agree because i've seen movies where it's like i feel like oh this is like a really fascinating milieu or subject matter and you see the movie it's like well this is still bad like i don't know how you how you fuck this up like saying in the shadows of motown i'm like i love yeah. motown music this will be great and then we watched it and it was like this is the, the most pedestrian approach to this material that <laughs> yeah. you could possibly have taken. How did yeah. you do this? Um, I think sometimes bad documentaries can be the most frustrating kinds of movies because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be kind of an exercise in journalism through, you know, cinematic aesthetics. And if it's not done well aesthetically and the research isn't there and everything, it's just kind of like, well, I could have read a fucking article and gotten the same amount of information in a quarter of the time. Exactly. Maybe less. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Stand by, five seconds to PTL. Hi, everybody! Tammy Faye is the first lady of religious broadcasting. Steve is a patient of AIDS, and he so generously allowed us to talk to him today. Tammy Baker did it. Three times the lab and ten times the makeup. When no one else would do it. I refuse to label people. But it all started out with puppets. A star is born. Hello, I'm Ellie the Alligator. And I'm Susie Muppet. We kept adding station after station, and it was an awesome thing that happened. But things began to sour. Things fall apart. Jim and Tammy started almost everything that is now powerful in religious telecasting. But as soon as they got it built, they were kind of let go. I can't understand. What did we do? Burying the past. 
Instead of languishing in the desert, Tammy decided to get back in front of the cameras. So you've never done pictures without those eyelashes? No, and I never will, because that's my trademark. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's special guest, Tammy Faye. I think the eyes are so important. I believe the, uh, the eyes of the soul. I truly do. Let's do initial thoughts then. Uh, I want Bryden to go first. <laughs> yeah, um, I found this basically insufferable from minute one to minute 78. I just like Hell could yeah. not stand this movie. Um, it was, I found like just aesthetically the whole thing just like graded. It's like early digital video and everything. So it's like super like garish looking. And I think like, you know, the fact that like everyone's like the, the aesthetic of the movie itself is like so cranked up in a way that like I just find really tacky looking uh, and not like in a particularly incisive way. Like having like the puppet. It's without titles. purpose. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Other than like, yeah, like, I mean, Charlie, like asking like why puppets? It's like, well, because uh, they were on the show and that's really it. And they yeah. think it's like a cute joke, but it, they do it so many times where it's like the, the same squeaky voices and like the heart music that keeps playing. I'm just like, it's exhausting, especially because there's like an early stretch in the movie where it's like going through like all the churches that like Timmy Faye and uh, her husband Jim Baker like tried to go to, uh, and like it's like they keep like getting excommunicated basically. <laughs> and it's just like there's like three different harp harp scored like puppet intros like in like the span of like um, uh, like two minutes, and it's just like this is is this like a joke that like you're doing this like <laughs> yeah. the, like to like show like how badly they were like getting on their feet at the start, but like anyways, yeah, and. Uh, you know, it's like the kind of stuff that I feel like it's like overblown. Like they're not even doing it as like a joke and everything, but it'll be like you know, boom, sort of like sound effects. It's like they're while they were on TV, their marriage was falling apart. It's like and, yeah. sort of, and it's yeah. like the kind of stuff that I feel like you see get made fun of either in like comedies or like on Twitter accounts or anything. Like I thought of um, it's not. I don't think they quite do this method in the movie. Uh, but like it made me think there was like some Twitter post where it was like James Gandolfini po posing with uh. The SpongeBob in the Twitter caption was like saying, first they were friends, then the next image is like the same image, but in black and white. Now they weren't. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, or it's also, also like the true crime documentary episode of It's Always Sunny. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 It's like super, it's just like super like laying it on thick and like ways that like, you know, it's like, you know, talking about like the Ju Judas kiss betrayal and it'd be like a snake rattle noise. And yeah. it's like, yeah. Uh -huh. Like, it's, it's just like all the corny choices you could possibly make. And like doing it without much of a sense of irony or real any or any real purpose, and so like on a filmmaking level, I just found this like awful to look at um, and listen to. But on a, on a subject matter wise too, I feel like yeah, it doesn't really like delve all that deeply into who Tammy Faye is as a person, or doesn't really question any of the stuff that she how she's presented in the movie. I mean like you know whether it's like stuff at the start of the movie when they're showing like a childhood photo of her and like zooming in on her like really close and everything it's like what what is going on in that childhood and it's like well the movie's not going to give us an answer is it? Uh, yeah. or it doesn't even do that for the children either at one point the daughter's like i ran away from home and yeah. it's I, i'm assuming it's based on the tabloid scandals but it's also like well there's got to be more than just the scandals and yeah like that, well, yeah. it's i also thought it was funny yeah. that like when they're talking about like the, how it affected her kids it shows like the daughter she has like piercings or whatever and then it shows like and her son 
son was troubled. It just shows her son sitting in a chair or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> just, yeah. It looks fine to me. Um, but um, After the scandals, they both shopped at Hot Topic for yeah. seven years. Like, it's just <laughs> that type of attitude. Like, yeah. I mean, look, maybe stuff was going on, but the movie doesn't tell us, really. It's not yeah. specific mm-hmm. about it. Um, and, um, but then also it doesn't question stuff. Like, you know, it talks about how, like, Tammy Faye is, like, Tammy Faye Baker was respected for how like she reached out to the gay community like, especially like during the AIDS crisis how mm-hmm, she would yes. have she would interview people interview people on the show and that's that is a, a somewhat note that is a pretty notable thing especially in that time period but mm-hmm. it, the movie I feel like there's some uh some murkiness with like the, the way that she treats the, the how she talks about gay people in the movie and everything like she talks about like putting an arm around a gay a, a, an AIDS patient on the show and it's like well the way you're showing in the movie he's on a tv monitor being interviewed from somewhere else so you're not putting your arm around him it's not quite going to going with that what you're talking about and then mm-hmm. when she talks about how she's friends with one of her former co-hosts who you know was living with hiv at the time that the movie was coming out you know she says like you know i don't really see him as gay though i just i just view him as a yeah. human being and it's like well then you don't really see him like you're you're like he is you're denying like a huge part of his identity in doing that yeah, can I inter- can I interject for just a second? And I know I'm sorry I'm interrupting your initial no, no. thoughts, Bryden. But please, they can do that and have it be a good film if the film wasn't so much on her side. Like oh, that, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, question yeah. her on that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just like, oh, isn't she good for doing that? It's like, no. I mean, not really. Like, yeah. like that. That's. I mean, and I know it was 2000. We weren't talking about certain things the same way. But yeah, the film is so very much like, isn't that the right way to do that? And it's like. No, (laughs) that is that is very tone deaf, and it's like only because she's being performative doesn't excuse her at all. And Chanley, I think the movie comes down to like only Tammy Faye being next to Jim Baker. She looks much better, but she's just as complicit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that I mean. I I will try to make this. I mean, I'm sure we'll. I don't know. You know what? Maybe you'll have to that, make it brief because we don't really have a plot to go through. I'm, I'm so good. Go I'll, I'll come back to it a little bit later, but there's one particular part of the case. By the way, we're wrapping. Like is... We're going to wrap up after Bryden's initial thoughts. That's like he's like talking <laughs> yeah, for done. all of us. I thought. Yeah. 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 There, there is a bit in this movie that like is like I only like knew about it because like I looked it. Up. I was looking up one of the subjects afterwards, but like the the whole they talk about his infidelity with Jim Baker in the movie is like his infidelity, his one night stand with Jessica Hahn, uh, like a, a church. <laughs> Uh, clerk or whatever and it's like you actually look into what that uh, that case was the movie does not do a very it, yeah. the movie's like borderline misrepresenting what the whole fucked up nature of that thing was where it was like she accused him of rape at the yeah. time and like it sounds like there was like coercion and there's like an age difference and it, but like the movie makes it like oh he cheated on his wife and everything and it's like well no it wasn't just that it was uh, like there might have been something else going on and like it's the reporting on it sounds kind of murky but, well, but or not f- murky but like sorry I, I, I'll, I'll make this really quick it's I will say, reading the, I, I believe what what happened to Jessica Hunt, like what what she said. Uh, it, it sounds like he had sex with her in like very bad circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, where it it sounds like it could have been assault. Um, Absolutely. was assault. Um, the way that it's written about, but like I will say though, the way the movie talks about it, and also the way that some of the articles I was reading, it was like it would help them to be more direct in talking in their phrasing and everything, because like I feel like that like then leads to, I don't know, the way the movie is vague about the whole issue, it 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 curls my it curdles because it's just like um it's just like well now and especially when they contrast it where it's like showing jessica hahn like riding around for like a playboy shoot or whatever it's and like having like these sharp strings or whatever it's like you're making it look like she's like some sort of like temptress figure and everything but like that's when it seemed like she was like there was something really hap- 
horrible that it happened to her and everything, but the movie doesn't really portray her in a sympathetic light. And I well, think in that uses, context is really gross. It yeah. uses footage of this like made for TV movie where it's like, he's getting a massage from her. And then like a glass of wine spills over the Bible as if she was like this huge seductress or something. And there's only footage of her, no footage of him. And it makes it out to be like, I, I that people need to know there is so much more from me, but I'm like, you feel like you're, justifying the media narrative and not what actually happened like you're not diving into his perspective or his what you just brought up his controversies at all mm -hmm. it's it's it, it and and as a documentary that that perspective needs to be you have to take responsibility for that perspective on that angle that you are entirely villainizing her yeah. like just because the media portrays it that way doesn't mean you have to portray it the same way just because that's what people are talking about if you want to talk about this in a nuanced way you can't have her yeah. just be the villain in the movie it feels like it's taking jim baker's side especially when you read that like he was like writing books about like where or like saying like she like came on to me man and everything she was trying yeah. to extort me and everything and you're just like dude like what are you yeah. anyways yeah and and the fact that they have footage of her defending him and it's so intrinsically tied to her empathetic point of view. It makes it out to be that she was just this like it, it, temptress. It's, it's really yeah, problem. So, yeah, this yeah. temptress. It's a really problematic like the 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 adulterous woman type of narrative. Yeah, which, trying like, to break up the bakers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you're not doing anything by uh, depicting it in this in this way with this footage with this material at all. And you're right. Like there's shots of her looking like a uh, fucking Elizabeth Berkeley in the weight of water in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, it does seem like a lot of that, that portion of Jim Baker's story is taken from the media side of it and not coming to their own conclusions while they're trying to, paint this one-sided portrait of of the baker family and and I, I think it's like they're restricted by i mean you know i agree with everything brian's saying but also it's like they're restricted by budget runtime uh uh material like it feels like they'd want to give you a broad scope of their entire story yet they can't fit it all into like one 79 minute doc um but that's also like yeah, 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 exactly. Where it's like, yeah, where it's like, but you guys, yeah, it's almost like they're trying to do it all, but it's like you're not coming at this in any clever format. It's like it's just, yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, the case. I'll make this my last point before we give other thoughts. I'm gonna, it's like the, a lot of the other movies to sort of like, well, you're not really commenting on anything, so I feel like you're not really saying anything. Where it's like, I feel like you not them not commenting on this or presenting in that way that is actually like that is them actively presenting a damaging uh point of view in a way that like i find really uh offensive i mean i don't have a problem saying that like i it is yeah, offensive yeah, to yeah. me mm -hmm. um yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah uh Can bad movie yeah. uh <laughs> um <laughs> other thoughts uh please uh everyone take the floor to be fair did not realize this was this was going to be as poorly made as it was although it was a lot of soft recommendations when the Michael Shawalter film came out, and I, I, I think I had known about the doc before um, the Shawalter film came out, or you know, it, I think it was just, it was just like I was reminded of it when, uh, when that was out, because like Tammy Faye, I didn't know too much about until I saw that that film. I didn't know her story, but I knew who she was. It's weird. Show of hands, actually. Who here went to Catholic middle school? Anyone? 
Show of hands. Yes. Yeah. Elementary yeah. school. Elementary you don't have middle same, school. Same, same. Yeah. I heard a lot or a lot, right? Like, or a few times, like, Tammy Faye Baker is like thrown around as as an adjective for other faculty and staff around my school. And I would hear, I mean, you know, context when you're in middle school, it's like, you don't, you don't know what that quite means or the gravity of calling someone like, oh yeah, she's being such a Tammy Faye today. Oh, do you see like the amount of makeup that she's wearing or like the outfit that she has on? And that's what I would hear a lot that the staff would call each other. Um, I was like, I remember like, mom, do you know? I remember like, who's <laughs> Tammy Faye Baker? And, and, you know, like my mom explained to me, I didn't really recall much of what the explanation was, but I'm sure like, yeah, I got like the whole story. Um, and then like, I think my grandmother has like records of the Baker, the Baker's um, tracks. And I don't know. I think that there's something to like how she captured the sympathy of a lot of Americans at the time, but also being this very much caricature goofball that brought a lot of good but was deeply conflicted about about her stance on like addiction and you know of course like trying to embrace the catholic um community but also trying to like go out of their go out of their uh, teachings i guess it's ve- it's all very interesting to me i guess because it's like i think there's something deeply tragic about Tammy Faye while also neither of the doc or the fiction film that I've seen really taps into the deep sadness that that she has um, on the surface. Yeah, this movie is not very good, but I, was, I, I think I just, I find it interesting because I heard, I've heard that, I've heard her name thrown around so much when I was a kid. Um, also, the best doc that I've seen recently is Fred Wiseman's Welfare. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Mm. Nice. I need to see more Wiseman. Uh, I, the only one I've seen is High School. I, I really, really like that one a lot. Slowly but Erica, surely, I'm going through all of them, but it's going to take my a million friend, years. My friend Erica Hill works for Frederick Wiseman, and Ooh. they. Uh, I'm just like, God damn, that is a, such yeah. a great dream. Like, what a king. Yeah. King. King. Yeah. King. Charlie, initial thoughts. Yeah, I'm mirroring everything. I mean, yeah, it was 79 minutes. I didn't. Like. I was raised by agnostic parents, so I didn't really know who Tammy Faye was. Yeah. Uh, I'm agnostic now, but I just didn't really. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just no. To be, just to I was be. just. I don't. I don't hold Tammy Faye in high regard. It's more just. <laughs> we, we just kicked Jack out of the call. No. Uh, um, but like, yeah, I was just thinking. It's funny. I was just um, when I was drawing a blank um, to. What documentaries do you love? Which is such a huge question. I was like, uh, uh, and then I just looked at my wall and just thinking about like the times of Harvey Milk is another mm-hmm. film that was all about like a figure at that time that did present warts and all about everybody. And it, 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 in some places it plays, it plays like a true crime doc. And then I, uh, um, and in other ways, it's very much, you know, a call to action about like how fucked up it is that, you know, this was you know, just queerness was not tolerated and stuff like that. And I know we're only getting to a certain aspect of it, but I feel like Tammy Faye is someone who's kind of like acknowledged by either the Christian community or the queer community in certain ways. And like, I was just thinking, looking over at that, like what, well, that was 
all this was all taking place during the same time in California around the time that Times of Hardy mm-hmm. Milk was taking place. Like, why no mention of that? Like, why, why, why? Like, and, and I'm not saying a documentary has to be about everything. No movie has to be about everything. You, you're not going to get bonus points, you know, like deducted because of stuff like that. But it. It is something like that where I just think about something like that that is so empathetic to Harvey Milk and what his stance is and stuff like that. And again, not fair to compare apples and oranges, but that Mm -hmm. film goes into every facet of so many people's lives. And here it is so fast paced and so surface level that I couldn't believe it's the longest time I've watched a movie, whether it be a nonfiction film or a fiction film where the fast paced, uh, the, the, the pace of it just made it so much more uninteresting because it's clear that the filmmakers have no interest in diving further other than like a Wikipedia article. It's just, okay, yeah. why puppets? Well, they, they, kids love puppets. But it's okay, not only that, about... but it's also the Wikipedia article that's unfinished. Yeah. Like, like what, what is it about her faith? I don't know much about her faith other than she was raised in it. You know, like I, I have a dear friend who was raised in an evangelical background who married someone who was not Christian or like, like full on, uh, you know, does not, is not spiritual at all. And also came out as bisexual and, um, you know, has been losing like touch with people that she grew up with people that you know, she's very close within her family because of that, like stuff like that. Like if I can go just go meet someone and make friends with someone and get a more intimate view of that than this person that I've never met, like everything about this, I don't know anything about her other than she was really sad. And I think Tammy Faye is a fascinating person. I really wanted to know more. And I genuinely wonder because so much of this film constantly reminds us of how in she is in this movie which i think is a problem because that means she has control over what can and cannot be said and what cannot what she's not interested in i mean there's even a moment where she's like can we not they're they're taking makeup off of her i believe mm. and they're just she literally says can we not have this i don't want this part of the documentary i just want more of the like and that spoke volumes to me when that scene happened because I'm like, oh, that's why the first hour of this is not as interesting is because I feel like she has so much control over what will and will not be shown, which I think is a detrimental flaw to making a story about a character that has been through so much complicated legal issues, um, personal traumas. Like, I, I, I really do think she's fascinating as a cultural icon and as a person, but it is so limited in its viewpoint about what the film wants to say about her. And I think that that is a detrimental flaw to documentary filmmaking. Sometimes documentaries need to be nitty gritty and show things that are not ideal. And there are, with the exception of a couple scenes, there's one where she talks about her drug addiction and then they're like, Hey Tammy, do you want to sing a song? And she's just like, I'm just going to go over by this boat here. Like, isn't that was the most interesting part of that movie to me because she was allowing herself to see to be vulnerable and be like, I was so high on whatever drug there was or so addicted to whatever drug that was. It's like a where she didn't want to sing a song. It's like, but even it's Ativan, right? It's Ativan. It is Ativan. I'm yes, thank you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. But but that I was just like, go deeper. I want to know. And instead, we get scenes the most extensive scenes of her. There's like. I don't want to say a four or five minute scene where she has to like 
the she's like i'm afraid of flying and then they're in the middle of a storm and the plane has to ground because of the storm and she's like just nine around. fade outs yeah, yeah. oh my gosh you keep thinking it's ending and it keeps going and she's just playing with her wig and i'm like this is nothing like i get that she's afraid of flying and i get that she loves her wigs we already know this why is this in the movie like that doesn't you know like even her fear of flying why is she afraid of flying like what like like there's there's no they just accept you to like nod your head and be like that makes logical sense and then move on where it's like no people are not that simple i guess like i'm gonna break a record for the softest defense ever but i guess maybe she doesn't know like why is she afraid of flying she does she just can't tell you she just is like why why does she wear so much makeup i don't she just doesn't she just wants to right it's like i guess she like I, I'm pretty sure. Oh man, now I feel like the documentary is because I don't try to remember the Showalter film by memory because um, this movie feels like it's being put together by memory. Um, and I think that they married young, like Jim and Bible Jim yeah. and Tammy met in college. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I, you know, of course, everyone's different. Like they all, you find your partner at your own age. Of course, God bless. And it's like she never got to form an identity. She never got to, like, find herself, become Tammy first, then Jim's wife second. It was always the reverse. And I, I guess, like, maybe they tried, right? Like, maybe um, Benton, uh, she, uh, the documentarians. Um, Bailey and Barbara. Yeah, Bar- yeah, yeah, Bailey and Barbara. Yeah. Um, ben, where did I get Benton from? Um, it's one of those things that, yeah, maybe they tried to really interrogate her motives and, and what she's looking for in life and in her decisions in her career, but she just wants these things because maybe she's told to want them or, um, yeah. Cause I, I think back to what Charlie said about the makeup scene or maybe multiple scenes. And it's like an extended it's scene. Like, yeah. Where, like, it's an extended scene. She's doing scene. the That's photo right. shoot. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cause it's, it's like she, she then reveals that she's as into the business and selling herself as much as Jim is. Because he's really, like, the one who, like, went out and, like, bought, like, the property and bought, like, all, like, the cable stuff and, and, like, made this into a whole enterprise. And then Tammy is, like, wanting to do commercials and, like, be on television and, and like, preach the gospel. Um, but it's, like, she doesn't take off the makeup because it's, like, that's that's her. She's selling this, like this this um persona that she's i mean maybe it, it isn't a persona but it's like it almost feels this way um and this is the work that we have to do to read into this because like the movie just doesn't it doesn't do interrogate it yeah. these shades yeah. of gray yeah it's interesting and but but like you know and, and going back i also just want to mention my friends um i'm not going to name them because i i don't know how public they want to make this but like they are still very religious they're still like i love jesus and you know all this but also struggle with um their very their their community you know of why you know like saying some points that tammy also says of like at one point like how are we supposed to be the community of you know acceptance when you know we can't even talk to these people and judge them And just, you know, like, this friend of mine, like, meeting them and talking to them about this sort of stuff, and I've never been a spiritual person, but, like, it, it, you know, they have so much insight and empathy into what 
makes someone spiritual and what makes them drawn to this type of lifestyle in a way that is so healthy and so uh so wonderful that gives them this faith and like the movie doesn't even do that like it doesn't it doesn't provide any sense of why she's so drawn to faith why she wants to be a star why she need, feels the need to sell herself it's all just assuming like well you can like you'd want to do this right and it's like well not everybody no not everybody does like not everybody has to be this icon she is an icon she clearly wanted to be an icon why what was it in her upbringing what was it in her you know what was her family like what why was she so attracted to this person they they literally say like on april fool's day she married this person and it's literally just like you don't even get an insight into their relationship i mean to go back to a movie we talked about like Mr. Death, like, at least gets into that weird fucking relationship that, you know, um, its subject gets into with this woman who works at, you know, a fucking diner and even mm -hmm. gives her perspective, a supporting player that is, or supporting person, excuse me, that, like, it even gives them time. And instead, it just reads like tabloids. It reads like something you'd read in Us Weekly. And it, I, it, it makes me feel even more cheated because it's like, I kind of... Like, okay, apart from basic plot points, I kind of knew all of this just through assumption, you know? Like, it, it doesn't educate me or provide any sort of commentary in any way other than, you know... And, and especially the way it's framed of, you know, Tammy reached out to this person, but they didn't want to be a subject. They, like, And it's like, well, yeah, because they probably know that the filmmakers are so intrinsically linked to what makes her happy. Mm. And I'm not saying that always has to be a bad thing, but it does show your bias in a way that is not interesting to me when you're not willing to dive deeper into the psychology of this person. And I can imagine, I want to know why, you know, she is this empathetic towards the queer community. I genuinely want to know. I, 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 it doesn't provide anything other than she's a nice person. And it's like, I, I, I don't not believe that she's not nice. The movie made that point, mm -hmm. but like, that's not enough to warrant a fucking film. Yeah. <laughs> or at least like, it's not enough to, to like, I don't know. Like if she was going to be showing empathy towards the gay community, like why isn't it then taking a point to show Jim Baker not siding with Timmy. You know, it's it's those things where it's like she doesn't seem like she's surrounded by a circle at all. Like it seems like she's very alone. Um and we never we just never get get into the loneliness of of herself, but more so like propping up Jim as this perfect American couple and yet it's like then I, I don't know. It's it, it's weird. Like, I don't... No, the, uh, they yeah. also interview both J Jim Baker and her second husband, who also went to prison yeah. for, for yeah. fraud stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is pretty funny, and I, I will say it is kind of funny that they eventually... when they, The last wide shot when they revealed they're interviewing him in prison the whole time, that is kind of funny. That is really like, good, yeah. And, and but, it's like those, yeah. those interviews come after that moment when she's like, well, here we go. I don't know what lies ahead of us, but we're going to be happy, right? It's like, and then they drive off or something. Yeah. Yeah. Close the door. And, yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah, yeah. the end of the movie. The, yeah. <laughs> um, We're going to get out the, in, uh, in 50 she, minutes. But but her dr everything about her life, her faith, her drug, like her drug addiction, why was she so addicted to drugs? That does not... Uh, it, 
they do just, give like a she went to see a doctor or whatever i can't remember what it was yeah that she went to see a doctor for but or she just like couldn't sleep or she insomnia, was like insomnia that might have been yeah. It. yeah but also but also it's like the drug addiction comes at a weird time because she's like yeah i didn't think i would become addicted because i don't have an addictive personality and it's like but you should know the drugs are bad like if you preach this much about um the evangelical way of like a clean life like i, I don't know it's just I guess how much do they know? I don't know when Advan became known as an addictive yeah, 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 yeah. like mm-hmm. what the word on that was at the time. But, you know, that's how some of these prescription drugs work. It is sometimes they're marketed as a good thing, and then you know, twenty years later, it's like, yeah. well, that actually we found out it's really bad. Um, Kevin, I want to hear your thoughts too because I feel like I'm I, I'm, I'm sorry yeah, we kind of got away from the initial thoughts thing. Yeah, um, sorry, Kevin. Oh no, I wasn't saying anything because I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I feel like if I would have gotten this footage of Tammy Faye that they got, I would have been like, okay, well, we can cut to like one or two shots of this in our documentary and the rest is going to be talking heads because this is obviously not enough. <laughs> like, every time we see her, we should see two or three other people talking about the situation that she was in. Like, there's just no interviews. There's like four or five interviewees, it seems. And that's just... I mean, yeah, that's not, it makes it not well-rounded, and it makes it just seem like the directors were like, isn't she so fabulous, and she's going to start doing this and this, and who cares about anything else kind of thing. It's just like they they spend more time, like, spending more time of her being, being able to get on stage and people not booing her because she got divorced or something like that. Like, they, yeah. they think that's more important than these motherfuckers made Dis- Christian Disneyland. Like, yeah. please get into that, because that yeah. is baffling (laughs) well it's it's funny because like that idea of having so few interviewees in this this whole thing that should be about various um subjects trying to give their take on tammy faye it's like like that would be a much better movie um because when we covered the best documentary oscar winner features of the 2010s on 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 my pod um we tried to bring up this idea in each episode or a majority of them about like the main characters that aren't necessarily the subject. Cause like you want to like have an anchor that regardless of their screen time is sort of someone that the documentarian finds and is like sort of like someone who's like a perfect subject um, to, to talk to. Cause, or like, like an example is like we covered, um, searching for Sugar Man, the the doc from 2012 about Rodriguez, and like uh, the documentarian found this guy who who was a drunk and hangs out at this bar who saw maybe Rodriguez once, and like who is this? <laughs> like kind of like blows you mm-hmm. away with like the 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 screen presence, but has nothing to do with Rodriguez, right? But yeah, it's like and this this doc just has nothing to. To, to say with with the people that they talk to but it completely misunderstands like like we say the power of of documentary filmmaking because like for someone who is so iconic and larger than life like tammy faye you need to like minimize them to really like feel like you're meeting them for the first time again it, it it's you know. the type of film that they only interview people that she wants to be interviewed and will only right. support her. Like at one point, I did kind of chuckle. <laughs> at one point, where I don't remember if it's her talking about how she was bleeding and ta- saw a gynecologist, or if it was um, uh, 
something someone about her drug addiction but it like interviews someone and it's like this name phd and then below it says tammy's doctor and i was like yeah no shit like <laughs> like like did you really need that like tammy's doctor like i don't know they're talking about treating her i think we don't need that like <laughs> even this doctor was just in the room when when, when, when yeah. they were talking about it it's just dr nick just hi everybody <laughs> yeah hi tammy faye the, the doctors yeah. in quotes dr nick <laughs> like like yeah that's the thing it doesn't want to do any of its research go outside and talk about other people raised in christian faiths who talk about i don't even need like it would even be lazy to be like here's another person who was like very anti-lgbtq or whatever Mm. and just be like these gays don't belong in our you know form of religion like i don't need that shit because that's just as superficial but like well, you could have gotten it because they talk about jerry falwell and he yeah. has kids who are still alive mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so like yeah. it's it, but like it, it literally is just like we tried to do our homework but they wouldn't reach out to us and it's like okay go further like like contact more people doesn't even have to be related to tammy faye just talk about anybody within this type of community that she was raised in or it, it doesn't have to be in california or wherever the fuck she's from just yeah, yeah. Like, there's the reporter Charles Shepard. I don't know if he's like based in Arizona or whatever. The guy, he's like the one journalist you kind of see with like the gray hair and like the blue dress shirt that like is being interviewed. And she has like a sit down with him, and he's like I guess an outsider to the community because he was like reporting on it. And in one of the articles I was reading on the, um, the sort of like lawsuits against like and you know, like allegations against uh, Jim Baker, uh, like there was like a story about how like when I think it was Charles Shepard who like said that like when he tried to like look into the story, he was like brought into like the PTL office of someone and like a gun was brandished on like a table as like a threat or anything they don't mention that in the movie even though it's a very frightening story um um but like you know he's like i don't know like i guess he's interviewed in the movie because you know he seems to be on relatively okay terms with tammy Faye and everything where like she she he gets her to sign his book or whatever and she's like gladly able to do that and i guess there's like maybe something in there where it's like you know i guess showing how uh how entangled these uh these different um organizations you know media and churches become when like you know you know he's like trying to promote a book and she's like pr- you know promoting religion with money and everything and it's like you know kind of uh their own like optimistic uh means i guess it tied up in there but the movie doesn't really comment on that it's just one scene it's there yeah and the voiceover made it seem like when when he was brought allegations about his book the only thing he he would rather want an autograph than to talk about it and it was just yeah. like what no <laughs> Because, like, I, I read a review that was just like, why did you only put, like, one minute or, like, one little snippet of that thing? Because it, apparently it's, like, fascinating to just see her just go off on this guy or something like that. And, yeah, it just makes it seem like he was just like, oh, I wrote this book. Yeah, none of it was right. Oh, can I get an autograph? It's so cool to see you. And it's just like, I yeah. truly doubt that was the point of the interview. Yeah, that's a the very point good point. Book. Yes, you're right. Uh, like, like he yeah. wanted to squash her in certain ways. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing, too, where the narration is literally saying what's about to happen and then they literally yeah he wanted an inter- uh, an autograph can i get an autograph and it's just like well, what's the point of the fucking narration yeah. like well and and the only <laughs> clip that they play of it is just like her going off and he was just like well what i was doing and then she just goes off again and it's just like that's like the entire documentary right there it's just like anytime there's other person trying to talk about tammy Faye, she just talks over them so i think yeah, it would have been mad sorry go ahead charlie oh, oh no i'm i'm sorry i was just gonna say real quick honestly i would have loved to hear other people who are christian who share her beliefs who even were raised by her that uh, or people who were christian who weren't raised by her um 
but have similar beliefs be opposed to her in some mm-hmm. way. Like yeah. it's 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 all uh you know obviously you know movies are supposed to be machines for empathy type of thing and yeah I, I look I I watch that I watch movies for empathy and stuff like that but it doesn't even want to try and be challenging in the slightest way yeah. to bring in an opposing side even if it's a side I disagree with that is like reprehensible it doesn't want to bring in anybody that's going to make her look bad in the slightest or even push back like I, I it's 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 such it's it's so one track minded narrow focused like it just just oh too bad for her and yeah she got a raw hand but like yeah but but dive into it this is complicated stuff this isn't just one-sided stuff this is a very complicated very juicy very like uh, nuanced subjects that like you know like Again, people I talk to wrestle with this sort of stuff all the time with family members. And and, and, and yeah, and, like the thing that she's arguing with that reporter about, I was just looking through my notes to see what it was. I think she's like professing like innocence for her husband. And it's like, yeah. well, no, your husband is guilty. I mean, yes, you're right. Some things in this movie are complicated or more complicated than this movie. But it's like, no, no, he stole that money. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he stole that money. Why does the movie not need to take her side in that? It yeah. doesn't need to. What's the harm? In, and it's because she's so involved, which yeah. is, uh, I feel like that if you're presenting this stuff as factual that's that's automatically a fault of the filmmaking to not yeah. even provide another side it's kind of the same thing i have with i love a lot of michael moore's politics but he doesn't often go to the other side even if i find the other side to be absolutely reprehensible he doesn't have any interest in seeing and meeting anybody else on the wavelength and that's, that's usually the him. other side's criticism of michael moore of course exactly yeah. which yeah it can be justifiably weaponized against him. You know, like yeah. if you're not going to be empathetic to any other side other than your own, then what's the fucking point? Like it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think to wrap up this, my main final thought is they wanted to sand off all of the edges for her so that she could be like this, I this 2000s icon type yeah. thing and just wanted to pretty much just make her a, uh, caricature or whatever like did like yeah the fact that like her comeback and all of that which is not a comeback was like she <laughs> talks in a room to two to like yeah. talks in two rooms about her religion and whatnot and that's pretty much her comeback and then her downfall is like i said before is like she tries to pitch a show and the guy is just like uh-huh yeah 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 sounds right and then it's like maybe you should talk to lifetime and then yeah it gets nothing and then she's just like what am i gonna do I'm at home and I'm with my dogs in my home and like I just wish we could open up our fucking water park again. It would be so good. And I'm you just have like, a three million care. dollar home. Yeah, yeah. You're you're fine. You're fine. Um, but yeah, she's fine. But she's deeply sad and alone. Which I mean, yeah. Like even if this doc is a sanitized version for. Tammy herself to digest at the time and for the American public to digest it it's still frustrating and like a bummer because like the unsanitized version is super interesting and yeah. mm-hmm. neither this doc or the showalter film are interested in the unsanitized version it's deeply strange but um, now I know what the faculty and staff were talking about in elementary school 
Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> it only took you 77 minutes, and now you finally can go. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Almost Major. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please follow the pod on Twitter at Almost Major to keep up to date with what movies we will be covering in the future. Myself, I can be found on Twitter and Letterbox at Kev Bonesy. Bryden can be found on Twitter at Bryden Doyle and on Letterbox at J Doyle. Charlie can be found on Twitter and Letterbox at CT Nash91. Once again, thank you for listening. <laughs>